Welcome to the Autism Communication Toolkit. We are your hosts. I am Sherry Summers. And I'm Alicia McManaman. And we are two pediatric speech-language pathologists. We are here to help you cut through the misinformation and to help you shift your thinking. Learn what it truly takes to open the door to communication so that you can take charge and become your toddler's best communication partner and advocate. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Well, it's already December and it's kind of crazy that we're here already in the year and almost out of 2022, Um, but we're excited for the holidays and that's what our episode's about today. And we thought we would just share a couple of our favorite traditions. And for my family, um, something that we do every single year is that we eat um, tamales on Christmas Eve. And um, my family makes them every year. And my cousin and I are in charge of the whole operation. Of course, tons of people help. And normally we do it in September, but we've decided not to do it every year. So this year, my dad and I got together a couple weekends ago and we just made them with my mom. Um, But we have to have the tamales on Christmas Eve. (laughs) That's a must. (laughs) So we had to find a time to make it. And it was really fun. Well, I was, as I was thinking about that, this, I was having a hard time trying to decide. It's so fun to have so many traditions, isn't it? Um, so one of mine is that we always help. It's been, I don't know how many years now, we help my parents decorate their house for Christmas. They have a house with many, many, many decorations. And um, it's a big job of bringing out everything from under the house, putting it all out. It Everything has its spot. Um, and so that is always a fun, yeah. Inside and outside, Inside right? and outside. But usually, yes, inside and outside, there's trees outside. So yeah, they. Um, she does a lot of decorating. And so it's a family affair. So it's fun. Some just pop in who don't want to <laughs> do all the work. Um, but that's great, too. And then um, we help decorate. So the funny story was this year, um, we kept saying that we noticed things were not there, like, things were missing. And uh-huh. we said it very quietly because, you know, if we say too much, then, you know, my mom sends my dad <laughs> on a hunt and it becomes a big thing. So we just said, um, you know, we quietly noticed that a couple of things were missing. So we did all the decorating. Everybody went home and my mom sent a picture of eight boxes <laughs> that they found. <laughs> So, um, so they end up doing that themselves, but yeah, so it's always fun. Always wow. lots of funny stories. Eight boxes, Eight boxes we didn't use. So that tells you how much oh <laughs> it always goodness. does look beautiful, but yes, it is. It's quite a tradition. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know, Sherry and I have been thinking about the holidays a lot and they are always really exciting, especially when you have little ones. But we also know that they can be so hard, right? Yes. I mean, I, we, you and I have talked about that. It feels like, um, at least for me, and I think for most people, like the holidays come, you love it, you love so many pieces of it. But there's also a part of you, at least a part of me, that drops back into my old role in my family. Um, doesn't matter where I am, how grown up I am. I find that even at 52, I go back to some of my old ways when we're in family situations, old habits, even old security insecurities. And 
Um, then, you know, years ago, adding kids to the mix, it just um, makes it even harder at times. Yeah, for sure. Especially if, as you're a young family, I think a lot of families run into having to go to both sides of the yes. family and how do you sort that out? And it definitely you feel obligated to be that both and falling back into those old habits for sure. You try to fit your new family life into what you did maybe as a single person. It can be really hard. I know that I, we struggled with that for a while. Yeah, it is. It's a big adjustment. Um, so, you know, a lot of times this Christmas season or holiday season, if you don't celebrate Christmas, um, you know, they are spent people pleasing and meeting others' expectations. Um, we experience that, you know, a lot of people do. And then we really feel like we end up with regrets about where our efforts went instead of really enjoying all of the little things along the way. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, after years of putting my energy into what mattered more to other people and less of what mattered to me, um, I just finally decided at one point to be more intentional with what I wanted my holidays to look like. Um, and it changed a lot for me by doing that. I still work on that. <laughs> um, but this is really what we want to encourage you all to do ahead of time. As, and that's going to be our topic today is if you could have it exactly the way you wanted, um, what would you want it to look like? Now, we know we can't have everything exactly the way we want it. But if you could picture what matters to you most, what would you want it to look like? Right. So you can take a few minutes to kind of either write that down or really think about that. I think that piece alone is going to take some time to really think about and be thoughtful with. And then you're going to use that as your guide, just as a guide. We know it might not all be exactly how you want. And then, you know, you can adjust from there. Um, so kind of deciding what you'd like to do and then adjust. So when you're thinking about what you typically do for the holiday seasons, what season, what parts matter to you the most, right? Um, in my family, my husband always wanted to have Christmas morning, just our immediate family. Mm. So that was a note. That was something that we never messed around with. Like that was always going to be part of we our the routine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when, in terms of what parts matter to you most, you know, also what, how are you going to enjoy your toddler? Um, what part of the season are you going to enjoy because of them now that you have a little one? Um, are you, is your goal to stay calm or peaceful? You know, what is, what is your goal? Do less work. <laughs> what would you like it to look like? Yeah. And that's something that we, a lot of times just go on about in life, right? We do that. As I was saying, I'm 52 <laughs> and still work on this is that we just go about um, doing things as we've always done it. But yeah, um, a key piece that we want to talk about is giving yourself permission to redecide how you want the holidays to be. Um, and that's the same with us. We're, we're doing the same thing. This means adjusting our own expectations, the expectations that we feel others have for us, whether they do or not, um, by redeciding what matters most to us so that we know in the end that we have um, intentionally created a holiday to the best of our ability for what we value most. Um, so some things like as you go to think about that, there's things you want to consider that we just never, as I said, we just <laughs> never reconsider that we have choices in these things. And one of them is, do you really have to stay the whole time? Is there an obligation to come when it starts and stay the whole time? Something to think about. Absolutely. And we'd like for you to think about these things at a much younger age. Yes. And Sherry and I. <laughs> so that's why we're talking about it. And we just know we want to help 
we've talked a lot about this with some of our families that we work with. So, um, so another thing to think about is, you know, do you have to do your usual role, right? Are you always bringing the dessert? Are you always obligated to clean up all of the wrapping paper? What is your role? I mean, it can be any and all things. Um, and how can you maybe modify that now that you are thinking about your little one? Um, this is an interesting one. So does it matter to you how they dress? You know, for me, it matters a little bit, I'll yeah. be honest. But I'll, I've had friends where it mattered a lot. A lot. And yeah. they have coordinating And some outfits. of our families, it matters yes. a lot. Yeah. And they like to dress up. And so, you know, decide what's important to you with that. Is it important? Is it, if it's going to be a big um, challenge for you or it's something you never really liked to do, but it was expected in your family, maybe you can right. rethink that a little bit. Um, another thing is, you know, food expectations. We know toddlers are very picky. So how do you want to handle that when you go to, you know, um, a family's house or even if you're hosting, what kind of options can you bring? Um, you know, is it okay for you to pack something? Will your grandma Joe with their favorite, I don't know. <laughs> be offended. Yeah. yeah. Cake, and be how offended do you if you yeah. don't eat it. I don't know. So yeah, just something to think about that. And we know you're always thinking about that with toddlers anyway. Yes. Yes. But it is different when you when you kind of um, intentionally decide for yourself, right? Regardless of um, whether it's something you usually do. We just so much we do automatically. Um, and one of the things I've rethought over the years is um, preparing for food. You know, does it always have to be homemade? Does it always have to be extravagant? You know, it kind of, it depends on the season and what it's about and where you want your energy to go. Um, so that's something to think about. Also thinking about really looking ahead at the pressure you put on yourself about your child interacting with peers. So, so often this is where that comes up for so many of our families, right? Is when you are in those situations where you, they are with peers and you put pressure on yourself um, and unintentionally possibly on your child because you are just, um, you know, wanting so badly for them to connect and interact. And you're so aware, acutely aware of what others are thinking. Definitely. Um, we know it's a time of lots of cousins running around. Um, and so also too, you know, there's a lot of pressure in terms of how is your child responding to other family members um, and relatives and wherever you go, right? Usually they want your little one to say hi or to greet them in a certain way. So kind of rethinking that. Um, and really, can you be okay with meeting your child exactly where they are and enjoy them exactly how they are going to be in that circumstance that we don't have to explain away why they might not say hello or those kinds of things and to be really comfortable with how your child yes. able to interact um, with other family members. Yeah, and it really is so true that if you do the intentional thinking ahead and planning ahead, people do really respond to your comfort level and resolve. Um, you know, it's they can feel when we're waffling. And I think that's more when um, we have issues versus when we're solid and centered in what we want and calm. Um, in my experience, at least others seem to really respond to that. Um, and so when we're tense and unsure, they feel it. And um, that's what makes it harder in that situation. 
But when we're enjoying our toddlers in the moment, um, that is our kids feel that our family members feel that. And so that's just a place that we encourage you to really try and get to. Yeah, I think if you are thinking about these things ahead of time, um, you can be confident in how you want to show up. Um, and, you know, a lot of time that means kind of, you know, what are the things I'm going to say to myself as mm-hmm. I enter this situation? You know, it's okay if my son doesn't say hi, I'm comfortable with that. I can greet grandma and make her feel really welcome. Yes. Right. Um, and so really imagining how you would like it to go. Um, how do you, how are you going to feel? How are you going to stay calm? How are you going to stay connected? And if, some things pop up as they may, you know, how can you maybe try to get a moment or two to recenter? If you plan those things ahead, it's not going to be perfect every time you go, but I think you're much more likely to leave that um, family event feeling so much better. Yes, um, for sure. And um, as you were just saying, this doesn't mean because we're encouraging you to plan ahead, it doesn't mean have these ridiculously high expectations (laughs) for yourself. Um, Alicia and I both fall into that trap sometimes too. And that can lead to disappointment and letdown. It's more just picturing and visualizing how it can be. Um, And then you know that it never turns out as you expect. So then, but when you're enjoying your child and you're, centered and that that is where your compass is i often find for myself i'm able to adapt easier accept things that happen along the way that i didn't plan and not be so bothered by oh what's everyone else thinking or what um what am i going to do now kind of feeling yeah so i think with just a little bit of intentionality and thinking ahead of time you know we can then give ourselves and our children you know grace enough to just be who we are just be who we are in those holiday events. Yes. Um, And so again, just giving yourself permission. We do want, we've been saying this a a few times, but we do want to say it again, that you're giving yourself permission to be okay and meet your child where they are in that particular day. Yes. I, I um, definitely can think back to, um, and you know, this, (laughs) I can think back. um, My son is not comfortable in social situations. Definitely wasn't as he was younger. Um, and I had to do a lot of self-talk and a lot of visualizing ahead of family gatherings and really focusing on, um, meeting his needs over worried, being worried about what other people thought and people pleasing. Um, and it, it was difficult for me when others had expectations about how much he should talk or how much he should engage or smile or participate. There were comments and there were comments about, um, trying to bring him out. And, um, so it was definitely hard and I definitely had to be really intentional about that and not be offended because I knew that they were only doing it because they wanted to get to know him. And so I understood that too. Um, But there were definitely times I look back and I let others' expectations of him, um, of who he should be, influence the pressure I put on myself. Um, And that makes me wince to this day when I think about it. There were certain moments that I really let it um, impact me, put pressure on him that I didn't mean to. Um, And so once I really learned to intentionally um, just picture ahead those situations and let him be himself, um, really let both of my kids be themselves. And I still work on that. I still work on that people pleasing part of me. So um, but I definitely can say that 
if you can actually just make that effort, that it does end up bringing so much more joy in the end. For Yes, for sure. I think just thinking about it ahead of time. And again, this is a process, so you might not yes, nail that's it right. this Christmas no. holiday No, as season. we're talking about, or you know, you hear we're talking, we're still working on it. But it is just something that we do wish, you know, we had thought a lot younger about um, just that it's some of this we can just redecide. Yeah. So, you know, what do you do when comparison sneaks in and it really tries to see it steal that joy of the event or the holiday? Um, and we know this is so hard for all of us um, in yes. many aspects of our lives. Um, and, you know, honestly, we don't have any amazing, fantastic, <laughs> insightful advice for this one. But we do want to encourage you um, and remind you of two things. Um, that, you know, your goal is to meet your child where they are. Um, and the goal is also to enjoy them right where they are, because this holiday season is maybe, you know, it's the only time your child's going to be two or three or four or beyond. And so you really want to enjoy it as much as you can. Um, and so hopefully focusing on the gifts that your child brings um, will just help release some of those feelings of comparison because each one of you has the most amazing little one yeah. who has all their own special gifts. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so let's talk about some ways to plan ahead for a holiday season that yep. reflects what matters to you most. So um, throughout all of this, it's going to be a matter of what matters to you most, as we've said, what you value most and where you want to find the most joy in this season. Um, but some things you can do to plan ahead, we're sure you already do some of them, um, but we're just going to mention them here. So one of them is to do your best to have them napped and fed. <laughs> so um, very often, you know, as we know, <laughs> as we know, this is, um, easier said than done sometimes. And usually the, during the season, there's a lot of excitement. So it's really, I remember yeah, it was hard, hard to get them to nap, but do your best of your ability. Um, and that may mean that you plan to get there at a different time based on your child needing to nap. Um, so if you're, and an, another thing is as the event is being planned, if you are part of the ones who are planning it, um, <laughs> then you can um, try and plan it at a time when your child is at their best. That's not always possible. Not but. always possible. And, you know, if the timing of the event is really not up to you, again, you can think about, you know, do I want to come just for part of it? Do I want to come and leave early? Do I want to come later um, and make those decisions? And you can let your host know ahead of time. My son, um, I always dreaded any event that took place around one o'clock because that was my son's nap time. And if he missed his nap time, we would all be having the most horrible mm. night of non-sleep. Yeah. And so I would, you know, often go to the party really early, leave early to try to make it home in that window to make sure that he napped um, at home. Um, and so sometimes that was that was the plan. And yeah. other times, you know, I chose not to do that. Um, and so we just knowing ahead, planning ahead for maybe a long night. Um, so those are the decisions that you can make based on what's important to you. And I think, I think that's such a good point because I think that when you do plan ahead and say you did decide to go without the nap, you at least know that you know, you decided for your right. family and it's not that you're just driven by external events right. and everyone else deciding. That's, yeah. I think, a big piece of all of this is feeling as if you at least had some intentionality with how it all 
happens. Right. You get to decide ahead of time right. whether you are going to go with the flow of what's expected right. or whether you're going to try something different and right. you decide how you want to exactly. show up. Yeah. So, um, and we know this is a really hard one, but we recommend, you know, trying to fill your own cup, yes. um, doing something that will fill your own cup for the day, you know, whether that's a little bit of walking outside, um, getting, sleeping in an extra few minutes if possible, <laughs> um, eating well, you know, meditating, journaling, um, da dance parties, whatever really right. helps kind of fill your cup. Um, because we want you to make sure that you're as most, as much as possible, um, feel calm and centered when you enter. And I think another just tip that I'm thinking of right now is also for me was making sure I started way ahead of time, mm -hmm. getting my family out of yes. the house. Um, cause there's nothing worse than feeling like you're rushed and you're running out of time. And we know there's, you know, maybe you're making food or you've got to pack right. all the food for your child and extra clothes and pajamas, um, all those things. And I think getting ahead of it and really trying to start preparing early so you don't feel that rush to leave out of the house and then you're already feeling yep, kind of discombobulated when you point. get there. So, so true. Um, and as we talk about it, we know as moms that self-care <laughs> is often last on the list, but there's a lot of research coming out about just taking a 10-minute window and how a 10-minute window of even just sitting in the quiet. For me, it's a bath, a 10-minute bath, but it can be just, you know, sitting in quiet, having some calm, um, anything. So just try to steal that 10 minutes for yourself. Another suggestion that we had was just really plan ahead with your partner um, or a family member um, to, you know, work together at wherever you're going, um, you know, so that, you know, we, we know that toddlers, especially depending what stage they're at, they require a lot of supervision and you don't want to yes. feel like you can't enjoy anyone else at the party or you don't even get two minutes to sit and eat. Um, so if you have someone who can, you know, watch your toddler for, you know, maybe 10, 20 minutes while you're at the party or go back and forth, right? We know that's often what parents do. Um, you know, make sure you have that established ahead of time because we want you to enjoy some part of the yes, event. for sure. Um, and we've talked about this, I think, already, but you can plan ahead for how long you are going to stay. Um, and you can decide that you're going to stay for a short time. And if it's going well, you can always redecide and stay longer. Right, right. So... And then something that we're sure you already think about is what can you bring to support your toddler while you are there? So any activities that they enjoy, any comfort items, any sensory items that would um, help comfort them, snacks for mm -hmm. sure. Um, so just thinking ahead about how you will um, handle any time that they may need breaks if you want to be proactive. Um, plan ahead for those breaks instead of being just responding to something happening, feel as if you're preparing for it. So if they need a sensory break or they need quiet away from all the noise and action, if they need squeezes, if they need movement, all those things that you know your child might need, um, plan ahead that you're going to be comfortable doing that. Yeah, and we'd like to encourage you to ask for help, <laughs> yes. um, you know, either ahead of time or in the moment. Um, you are going to have family members who would like to help. And so often we don't let them, right? We want, we think things need to be done a certain way, or we're worried about how our mm -hmm. child will act if you're not right by their side. And we know that this can, you know, it may not always work out for someone else to help you. Um, 
with your child. Sometimes they just don't want anyone else besides mom or dad. Um, but, you know, you can at least kind of have backup and you'll feel, I think, a little bit better. Um, and you wanna communicate with your host ahead of time, you know, what your plan is, how long you're staying, you know, find out if there's a place that you can take a break, um, that you'll be bringing different food possibly, just so they know ahead of time and you don't have to explain yourself in that moment. Yeah, great idea. Um, so then we just wanna give you a few examples of some of the ways that we know that um, our moms have done things intentionally to really mm -hmm. help themselves enjoy the family events more. Um, and so one of our moms, her son, um, she knows that he does not do well when he walks into a crowded room. Um, and so she always makes sure that she gets there early. So she gets there early enough so that her son can settle in. And then he's not as overwhelmed walking into a crowd. He kind of can see them as they each as each group comes in. Um, and that I thought that was just such a great idea. And really, um, it's a noticeable difference in him being able to really feel centered and calm as they come in. Yeah, it's such a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> such a good idea. Um, and, you know, when you see also lots of people coming up to your child, you know, you can just let them know, like, you know, he'd love to say hi, but he probably needs a few minutes to get comfortable here. So, you know, setting up the, um, not the limits is not the word I'm looking for, but kind of just setting up what you, what works for your child and letting other people know. Yeah. They, they want, they want to enjoy your toddler. And so they're, hopefully most people would be open to just waiting that 10 minutes or maybe doing it outside where there's more space um just whatever is more comfortable yeah and one of the things that i learned um a long time ago i talk about it with um, my families and coaching is that i learned that um when my son uh needed a break my kids are like me and they have learned that a bath solves everything so <laughs> during his big birthday parties where he would have a lot of kids and they'd be all playing outside um, when I could see that he needed a break, um, I would just bring him in and he'd have a five or 10 minute bath and then he would go right back out. It was when I discovered that, um, I think I read it somewhere. I don't know <laughs> where I got the idea, but um, it was life changing because he was able to um, regroup and reju was rejuvenated and came right back out and no one ever knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Let's see, um, we just encourage you to, you know, practice getting comfortable explaining what your toddler needs. Very matter of fact, yeah. of fact you know, this this works great um, and we don't, you know, sometimes we feel obligated to explain and, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, but you know. Go on and on and yeah, yeah. give all these reasons yeah. for things. Justify. Can, yeah, justify what what's going on. And so, you and that's gonna take practice over time. Um, we encourage you to find pleasure in all of the little things, you know, a smile that they give, what they find fun at the event with, you know, you might see them laugh or, you know, engage with someone for a brief moment. Just all of those things are so important. We want you to, you know, as we say, focus on just even the littlest things because those are those can be big successes. For sure. Um, and then we also encourage you to look ahead to after the holidays. What do you want to feel good about? You know, we know it's not going to end up perfect. It never is. But no. what do you want to feel at the end? Like, okay, I really, I did that. And I feel good that I made that decision. And I feel good that I enjoyed that piece of it. So think about that. 
Yeah, and I think we've given a lot of suggestions and maybe you're gonna feel amazing if you implement one. Right, Like if you exactly. change one thing totally. about this holiday season exactly. and you're gonna feel amazing afterwards that you made that one decision to do something different, I that could be enough. Yep, I totally agree. Um, and just remember, even with all of the planning, all the suggestions, life is so messy. Yes, It's imperfect, but it's also so beautiful all at the same time. We are humans. Um, and you know, it's fine to have those feelings creep in, um, if they, if they do. So, you know, things are, things are going to go wrong. That's things right. are not going to go as planned. Um, it's okay to be frustrated and not enjoy every minute of ooh, the holiday season. Right. Um, it's okay to miss the mark and start again. Um, we just encourage you to give yourself grace, do the best that you can to find those little moments of yes. joy because it is such a special season. It really is. And when you, when your focus, I think, you know, you and I know this because we do so much of this focusing and when your focus is on finding the little moments of joy, you're amazed at how many you can find. And as you know, from our approach, <laughs> um, and really it's from everything in life for everything in life, it's for our approach and for everything that you, um, that comes to you in life. When you focus on the little things, it's the little things, like those little moments of joy that add up. Well, we are gonna wish you an amazing holiday season and we will be back next week. We're gonna be talking about why we always, always, always recommend using songs to create back and forth interactions with your toddler. So we'll be back next week. If you liked this podcast episode, make sure to subscribe, like, and follow. Too few families have this information and it's important for them to hear it as early as possible. So to help us spread the word, leave us a review, share about us on Instagram, and tag us when you do. If you'd like more information about our approach, check out our website at www.connect-speech.com. Thanks for listening.